Oh, I wish it wasn't uh, raining so I could go outside and show you beautiful uh, Quebec and do this devotional outside. But since it's raining, you have to bear with my driving. Just imagine you're in the passenger seat and I'm just talking to you. Uh, tonight's episode, I want to uh, talk about the gate of heaven. Uh, this is a story that you can find in Genesis 20, 28. And let's go immediately to the Bible verse for tonight. Genesis 28, 12, it says about Jacob, and he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. This was a, a dream, a dream or a vision. Uh, it's uh, sometimes uh, hard to uh, define where a dream starts and the vision ends or vice versa. Uh, so uh, it's in the realm of, uh, of a vision, of a dream. And uh, uh, this was the vision. There was uh, an opening in heaven, and through that opening, there was what it seemed to be a ladder. And on that place, uh, angels were passing from heaven to earth and from earth to heaven. This is the portal, the portal that uh, uh, Jacob saw. Then on verse 16 and 17, it says the following. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. What a powerful vision, what a powerful dream, what a powerful statement. Uh, we see uh, on verse 16 that Jacob uh, awoke. Uh, and so he was uh, coming out of that dream or of that vision. Uh, and we all had vivid uh, dreams uh, and dreams that uh, impress us. And when we have one of uh, these, this is disturbing. And it was very disturbing to Jacob. That's why on verse 17, it says that he was afraid. And uh, uh, that fear uh, comes not out of being scared, but uh, it's uh, the fear of the presence, of the burden, of the weight of the presence of God. And, and so uh, he makes this uh, powerful declaration. This is no other than the house of God, Bethel, and this is the gate of heaven. Remember this expression, the gate of heaven. So what's a gate? Uh, a gate is a portal. And Jacob found a heavenly portal. Uh, he found this uh, place. And uh, as he did so, and he's uh, in awe, uh, he builds uh, right after a landmark. So he will know where uh, that place is. Uh, this is uh, uh, not just a place where he had this encounter, but we previously saw a, a couple of uh, weeks ago uh, that as uh, 
Abraham was building altars, he built two altars in this place, in Bethel. And Jacob spent the whole night in this place. Uh, the, the, his, his grandfather, Abraham, called upon the name of the Lord here in Genesis 12, 8. And as he's resting his head on the stone, he has this glimpse of this portal. Uh, and, and as he affirms, surely the Lord in this place, what an awesome place. This is the house of God, and this is the gate uh, of heaven. So uh, he builds the altar to mark the place, to, to be sure. Uh, he, he knew it wasn't a place for him to dwell, but it's a place for him to return, to come back. And uh, eager to make that uh, specific location uh, where he found the stairway to heaven, uh, uh, he erected this monument uh, uh, called Bethel, a dwelling place for God. And uh, have you ever wondered why the Lord, uh, who could speak to you anywhere, will choose a specific place or a specific location to talk with you? It's because there are these gates, these portals, there are points of access. Um, the gate of heaven is a, a place on earth, uh, and, and heaven has access through this gate to enter into earth and return. Uh, so so we, we need to see it also from this perspective, from, from uh, God's perspective. In the New Living Translation, it says, And Jacob named the place Bethel, which means house of God, because God had spoken to him there. Uh, an interesting observation about this uh, stairway is that he constantly sees uh, angels coming down and, uh, and going up. Uh, and so the constant use seems to indicate a regularly established mode of travel. This is like a heavenly airport where angels are arriving and departing. It's quite an amazing uh, location, an amazing place. Now, it's possible that this place in Bethel was uh, one of the uh, Old Testament portals uh, where uh, the angelical called uh, the angelical armies could uh, come uh, to earth and they first arrived here uh, it's certainly possible that there there are many of these portals or arrival points i believe that god can arrange a portal to be open anywhere he wants so why bethel uh, well, God established it there. One day we'll know. Uh, but uh, are there other portals? I believe so. Just because we don't see uh, the portals doesn't mean that they're not there. Uh, in fact, I don't know where you are. Uh, I know basically where I, I am. Is there a portal here ahead of me? I really don't know. Uh, can I just drive into a portal and just find myself in heaven? It's possible. Now, the reason why I am uh, teaching you this, it's not just a biblical curiosity. It's not just so you can add knowledge to the knowledge you already have. 
but is that you will be made aware. Just like I have my uh, uh, rear view mirror uh, over there on my left, uh, and it came well built, uh, it was engineered perfectly. Uh, it has a, a, a little uh, warning on that other side saying that objects may be bigger than what they look like on the mirror because it's a convex mirror. But uh, I know that there is a blind spot over there. I've learned to place a little mirror in all of my cars. So when I'm driving, I make sure my blind spot is clean. I look into that little mirror to check the cars that are coming from the back. Because when I tried this car, I figured that there is a place where I am blind. It means that I cannot see if there's any car trying to pass me. It's called a blind spot. Uh, and, and so I've added this uh, little uh, round mirror and uh, uh, this will help me uh, to verify, uh, uh, it's an extra verification of that blind spot. So th this uh, teaching, it's not just for your knowledge, but it's to help you on your blind spot. Because sometimes we're in the middle of difficult circumstances like Jacob was, and we are so absorbed with the burden of the situation that we can neglect to see the portal uh, where God established uh, his power. And at the portal, uh, not only you can uh, see the angels, not only you can see God as he saw the throne of God, but you can also receive confirmation, receive an extra blessing, uh, be commissioned to do something. It's a very exciting, frightening place to be but your life will change when you find this portal. You, you, we don't know everything, but God knows everything. You know, um, different theologians studied uh, heaven and the gates of heaven, and uh, tomorrow uh, I'm going to share about another spiritual portal, which is the gate of hell. We're going to talk about the gates of hell, what is the meaning, and uh, uh, what should be our reaction when we find these portals. But different theologians, uh, they say that there are seven heavens and seven hells, seven celestial mansions, seven places of darkness, uh, seven hearts uh, seven also. And, uh, well, Christian theology doesn't mention this. It's not confirmed through Scripture. And... Honestly, I don't know if there are seven heavens or seven million. Uh, it doesn't really matter. What matters to me is that there is a master key. You know what's a master key? Well, in this case, uh, it's the key that belongs to the master. It's Jesus' key. The master key, the only master key that opens the gate to heaven that's confirmed by Scripture is the name of Jesus. It's, and the, the name of Jesus, it's not a magical word, the name of Jesus, but is to have that name recorded in us. Uh, when you were born, you were given a name. So you were registered and you were given the names, the, the first name and the last name, that's the family name. And, and uh, the name was given 
by your parents. You had no choice uh, in your name unless you went through a name change. But uh, the, the name of Jesus is the name you take upon yourself when you realize that you need God in your life, that you are a sinner, that God is a holy God. And, and when you ask forgiveness for your sins and you receive Jesus Christ in your life, you are given this powerful name, the name of Jesus. And with the name of Jesus, you receive a spiritual key and the spiritual key that opens the portals, the gate of heaven is the name of Jesus. Let me show you a Bible verse in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1 in verse 11. I'm reading uh, on the Living Bible. It says, In God will open wide the gates of heaven for you to enter into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a promise. God will open the portal which is the heavenly gate. It says he will open wide. So it's not just a small gap. It's wide open for you to enter into his kingdom. And uh, when we pray to God and we say your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are penetrating uh, heaven with our prayer. So our prayers can be heard can be listened to through the heavenly gate, through the portal. This is in uh, Matthew 6, uh, 10. And uh, uh, notice uh, that uh, the prayer is for the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, so the will of God in heaven is still a mystery uh, to many. And it shouldn't be a mystery to us. And, and uh, at given points, God can allow us to pass these portals to see the will of God in heaven and to bring that will of God here to earth. In Matthew 13, that's my last Bible verse, verse 44, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found covered up, and then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. I want you to look into this verse thinking about Jacob, thinking about the stairway to heaven, that heavenly gate. Uh, and uh, the fact that he builds that monument and calls it Bethel, the house of God, has a deep spiritual meaning. It means for us that we should build uh, landmarks in the places where God speaks. Uh, that's one of the uh, teachings. Uh, and from this uh, scripture, we see that it, we should treasure the place where we find the kingdom of God. It's a special place. It's a peculiar place. That gate is important. Jesus talks here about this man finding the treasure covering it up so it's not to be shown and uh, purchasing or acquiring the field. When you acquire the field, you acquire the treasure. This has an implication that the treasure cannot be moved from the field. Uh, there's a condition that will not allow uh, the treasure to be taken. Heavenly portals cannot be taken in a place of our choice. 
It's God's choice. God will choose where the portals are. And if we find the portal, uh, we can mark it. Uh, we should hide it uh, because uh, th these are secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Spiritual portals are me not meant uh, to be shared with all of mankind uh, because they can be uh, damaged, done uh, to both the kingdom of earth and the kingdom of heaven. So uh, as we find these spiritual portals, we need the wisdom of God uh, to keep this uh, knowledge, uh, share it with whom we need to share, like Jacob ended up sharing this, otherwise we will not know about it. Uh, but as we keep uh, these treasures and these secrets, we'll grow in the knowledge of God. And uh, one day we will pass the gate into the kingdom of heaven and we're going to be relocated there. As for now, we're here on earth. Let's do the will of God. Let's bring the will of heaven here to earth. Let's uh, just identify also these spiritual portals and uh, live under the grace and the favor of God. Do you need to have an encounter with God? We all want to see God, to see angels, to have an encounter with God, to have confirmation uh, in our lives. It's a natural desire. We were built this way. God created us with, uh, with this desire that it's built in uh, in our lives. We cannot create uh, heavenly portals. We cannot uh, open them by our own will, but God in His wisdom and in appointed times and seasons will open up a gate over our lives. There's a few things we can do uh, out of obedience. Uh, there's a, a, a scripture in the book of Malachi chapter uh, 3 talking about uh, tithes and offerings, uh, which is a form of sacrificing to God. It's a form of giving God our best. And it says that when we uh, obey to the Lord in this area, He opens the floodgates of heaven to pour blessings over our life. So uh, in, uh, in Scripture, there is this particular Scripture which is unique uh, that says that through our unselfish acts of obedience, of blessing the kingdom of God, of blessing the house of God through our tithes and our offerings, God will open up this uh, portal in heaven, which is a portal of abundance, a portal of blessing. This is quite amazing. And notice that it doesn't say that we open the portal through our tithe. It's not that. We just obey God. And as we obey God, if we need provision in the right time, not in our time, not according to our selfish uh, desires, not according to our ignorance, but in God's time, He will open up those floodgates and pour blessings that are unimaginable in size, in dimension, in uh, all things. God truly wants to bless you. Just believe it and learn to live in obedience. Learn about these spiritual portals. Don't be ignorant. Just put aside the um, uh, extra mirror 
uh, so you can know what's going on around you. Uh, uh, in, the, in the spiritual sense, this means study the Word of God, pray to God, and be around people that will help you in our walk and that will encourage uh, you to pursue the revelation of Jesus Christ. This was my evening devotional uh, for uh, tonight. I hope that tomorrow I will be able to go outside. I still don't, don't know. But uh, I will continue this series on spiritual portals. And as I told you previously, we're going to talk about the gates of hell. God bless you and have a pleasant evening. I'll see you here tomorrow at 9 p.m.